0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Football Friday Podcast. You're listening to Kirk Loveson, Johnny Williams, Logan Hill, and David Goff. As always, we come to you every Friday morning to recap the high school games from last week, talk about this week's games. So let's get right into it. But first, I want to thank Jolly Farmer for sponsoring this episode. Jolly Farmer's been with us all season. You can find them in downtown Waverly for all your convenience needs, beer, chips, everything you want for the big game. We've loved having their support all season, so get out and support them. Guys, we're into the heart of the season. We're getting close to postseason rivalry weeks next week. But first, a couple teams got to take care of business. Let's talk about what they did last weekend. Sayre lost at home to North Penn
1: 38-8. 36-8, actually.
0: 36-8. Thank you, David. Athens also went down at home to Kenton 42-19. Waverly won 42-12 on the road against Susquehanna Valley. Tioga remains undefeated with a 62-6 victory over Deposit Hancock on the road. While losing falls to Loyal Sock 41 7. Troy stays unbeaten by taking care of Northwest 51 0. And Tawanda bounced back from last week by beating Hughesville 19 14. Logan, what did you see out there last weekend? Where was I last
2: week? Oh, Troy. It was cold. It's very cold up here in, in this area of yeah. Pennsylvania at this point in the year. Um, I'm from the South. It was not prepared. Maryland. Trust me, it gets, the South it gets even Mar- better. The South being Maryland. Um, <laughs> it's it below the Mason-Dixon, <laughs> right? But Troy in that game, uh, and it was clear that that they were outmatched. I'm sorry, that Northwest was outmatched to Troy on their home field. Troy scored on the opening kickoff. There was literally not a moment of that game where Troy did not have the result in hand. So they did, athletes everywhere quarterback can pretty much throw it hand it off go anywhere with it there's going to be a good athlete getting the ball their lines they have enough depth that they're able to rotate guys on their defensive and offensive line as far as i can understand or maybe it's not always the same guys playing both ways so they're they're trending in the same way they've been trending all year they go to loyal Sock this week so a big test
0: david i believe you got Sayre and north Penn, which I think most of
1: us thought we were gonna see a good game, perhaps an opportunity for Sarah. It wasn't the case. It was not. Uh right out of the gate, North Penn Mansfield had Kale Wagner. They gave him the ball seven times out of all seven players on that first drive, went right down the field for a touchdown and he ended up with eighteen carries for hundred and eighty some yards. He was he was easily the player of the game and uh Sayre just couldn't stop him and they really it was a really miserable night weather-wise, and Sayre just couldn't get the ball moving a whole lot.
0: Yeah, and the New York side of things, Waverly and Tioga both had a couple of home hum victories. They're obviously in cruise control looking towards the postseason. They're almost there, and then things should get significantly tougher for both those programs. The guys previewed all these games last week in Friday's edition. You can find previews for this weekend's game on stands right now, or please subscribe. Football Friday um, – Logan, you got something?
2: Yeah, just a couple of other notes on last week before we jump to this week coming up. So Canton's win over Athens was the 500th for the Warriors in program history. There you and go then Tawanda, 1914 over Hughesville. They actually led 19-0 early in the fourth quarter. And then Hughesville kind of went on a furious rally, almost wow. made the comeback, but Tawanda held them off.
0: Yeah, it was good to see Tawanda bounce back. They Their season really has been every other week. It's, mm-hmm. it's pick one up, drop one, pick one up, drop one. So they've been consistent. They get losing next week, big rivalry game there. Both teams kind of have had the same season. Really anxious for that one. Again, you could check out all the previews today on stands, both the Daily Review and the Morning Times. David, Logan, they'll have great stuff in there for you. Please get out and check that out. And please subscribe if you haven't to both the Morning Times and the Daily Review. For game stories on tonight's games, tonight's action, you can get tomorrow's print edition, from both the Daily Review and the Morning Times, that's uh, Saturday's publication every week. The guys have great content in there covering all the games in the surrounding area, both the Valley, up in Tawanda's neck of the woods, and also on the New York side of football. This week, things get interesting. Canton is on the road at Milton. Milton's 7-1. and one. Canton, obviously, undefeated. Maybe a scary look-head spot. They got rival Troy next week. That's a matchup to determine a lot in the league. But Milton's 7-1, and, and Milton already beat Tawanda 27-0. to zero. Athens is on the road at Central Columbia. Central Columbia is down this year, zero and eight. Could be a good spot for Athens to add to their win total this season. Tuncanic is at Tawanda. Tuncanic, I believe, is four and four, so having a similar season to the Black Knights. That one's a Thursday nighter. Okay, so we won't have that one. We'll that, have already.
2: You'll have. You should have a have result from coverage that one in today's paper at the probably. same time yeah. you're listening to this. Absolutely.
0: Yep. Sayers at Montgomery. Montgomery's one and seven. Again, another opportunity late in the season for maybe Sarah to get competitive here and steal their first victory of the season. Look forward to that one. Troy's at Loyal Sock. I find this one very interesting. Loyal Sock beat Wyalusing last weekend 41-7. to Troy also beat losing earlier in the season 41-7. to Again, another potential look-ahead spot for Troy against Can. Very interesting game there. Uh, Wild loosings at North Penn Mansfield and Waverly is at Owego Free Academy. Tioga will have already played. They play on Thursday night as well. Guys, what are you looking forward to the most this weekend for these high school games?
2: I have uh, Canton, Milton and Troy at Loyal Sox circled, uh, like you said. Rivalry week is next week, but two good tests for both of these teams. Undefeated heading into week nine of the NTL season. Milton's only loss is to South Williamsport, a team that Canton beat by, I believe it was six points. They were up, I think 27 to zero. And then South came back and made it a 27, 21 ball game. I'm pretty sure that was the final. So that should be a a good competitive, close game. Um, And then Troy Loyalsock again, two, two very good teams, two teams that are kind of in the same weight class, I guess you would say. So we're going to find out a lot about maybe that Questions that haven't been answered so far yet this season from either of those sides.
0: David, what do you think sarah has got to do to maybe sneak one
1: out this weekend? Quarterback play? Is it home field advantage? I, really, I just take away from what uh, two weeks ago against Northwest, they were able to get 28 points up on that board. Yeah. If they can find a way to move the ball like they did in that game, this is your shot to get that competitive game, and possibly come out on top this time around.
0: Yeah, and it's a great point because Sayre put up 28 points against Northwest. Montgomery played Northwest earlier this season and only put up six. So maybe some scoring opportunities there for the Redskins. We'll see if they can get their first W this weekend. Please, everyone, get out and support the community, support your local athletes, and, of course, support us with all the great game coverage. David and Logan have been giving you all season. They'll have all these stories and more in both uh, Friday's edition and Saturday's edition of the Morning Times and Daily Review. Before we jump into college football, Jolly Farmer, Downtown Waverly, please get out and check them out and support them the way they support us in this podcast. Again, they got everything you can need for the big game, from beer and chips, snacks, all your convenience store needs. That's the Jolly Farmer in Downtown Waverly. All right, guys, the big one for Penn State. We've been talking about, oh, easy victory this week, easy victory next week. Oh, they got UMass. Oh, it's a buy. Well, it all led to this. They're on the road against number three, Ohio State. Ohio State, I believe, is favored by four and a half points. Ohio State number three in the country. Penn State seven, according to the AP poll. I think Ohio State's going to hold serve at home.
2: Before, I'm, and I'm going to let you guys go first, because you would probably have more knowledge on this than I would. Is Ohio State... The rival for the Nittany Lions, or is it Michigan? Which which one is kind of because you know it's Ohio State and Michigan, they're the big rivals. But which one, Penn that's State fans, question. Penn State program, which one do they kind of see as the bigger?
1: It's got to be Ohio State, right? I yeah, think, especially it is. in the last decade. Though I mean, this is not the first top ten matchup between mm-hmm. the two in the last decade. So it's been and it's been mostly one sided, Ohio State winning. But oh, I if, Penn, if there's one team, Penn State is really trying to beat, it's Ohio State.
0: Yeah, and. Great point, because I think I saw something this morning. I think Penn State's got one win in the last like 12 matchups. That could be wrong, but it's something ridiculous. There's only one win in the last several. And that was on a blocked kick. Yeah, several meetings. Now they're on the road. Obviously, Ohio State's on the outside looking in of that playoff. But with Penn State, with a victory, they're right there as well. So this is big-time game. It's Drew Aller. It's Kyle McCord. Two great running backs versus two great running backs. Two great defenses. This should live up to the hype. Does anyone not like big-time matchups like this at noon? Should this be under the lights?
1: This one I kind of see should be under the lights. I've kind of grown to like the noon games because college football at noon on a Saturday is just such a nice traditional thing. That's
3: kind of what I was going to say. It's kind of iconic to have it earlier in the game or earlier in the day, because you don't want to run into like what a Colorado situation where you were up until two a.m. I mean, not that you would care, maybe if it's a weekend or whatever. But well, I know we have a tough. lot of
0: people in the area that are both Phillies and Penn yeah. State fans, so I'm sure they'll be happy to get Penn State out of the way and look forward to that. Yeah. They don't have to pick. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: but now that said, Penn State had their home game against Ohio State, also the big noon game on Fox. Yep. That was a whiteout game for them. A out game at noon—that's weird. Yeah, I'm sure, that Penn, I'm sure the Penn State way. fans would have loved for that game to have been at <clears throat> eight o'clock instead.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a big advocate for a three thirty kickoff. I like I, a, I like a three thirty college kickoff, um, yeah. especially for a big game. Three thirty feels right. And there's nothing wrong with noon. My only thing on noon, and maybe this is because I'm not as much of an early riser as some other people out there in the world, but like, if you're, the game is at noon, I feel like you blink and it's there on Saturday right. morning afternoon. So like three thirty, you have time to get your day ready. You have time to get some stuff done before the game comes on. Not that you can't do that at a noon kickoff, but a lot it's all pushed forward.
1: And now that P- the Pac-12 is on Fox a lot, Colorado has had. Those big, two big noon games, which are ten in the morning for them, which is absurd.
0: Well, I can't wait till next year when they join the Big Ten. USC is going to have to play Penn State a big noon kickoff. It could be a <laughs> it could be at 9 a nine a.m. over there in Southern California. But I'm going to go. I'm going to upset the listeners here. I'm going to take Ohio State. Like I said, quarterbacks are pretty comparable. Running backs are comparable. Defense are comparable. I think the home field advantage is the tipping point. David, I 100
2: agree. Logan. Fine, I'll go Penn State <laughs> Twist right, my right, arm I'll go Penn State Drew the-
3: Allert Heisman moment Could be the only non-Pennsylvanian is the only one that's going to take Penn All right. Someone's got to do it. I mean, yeah. sure. on the say, I should
1: also say that every time I've said some sort of prediction for college this, and on this podcast, it's been wrong like 99% of the time. So. Uh, you're usually right, though. You said the Eagles would win last
0: week. Yeah, year. I'm, <laughs> I am glad someone said it. I,
1: I was strictly referring to college, not pro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Other games, speaking of 330, the 330 kick is number 17, Tennessee, at number 11, Alabama. We won't spend too much time on that. Just a really good ranked matchup. Tennessee got the win last season. I think Alabama gets it done at home this year.
2: David?
1: Yeah, I, Tennessee is not what they were last year.
2: Agreed. Alabama's kind of gotten their year back on yeah, track yeah. after a, a rough, kind of weird start. So, I'll say Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, Bama's Bama,
3: I agree.
0: And then Michigan at Michigan State. People might laugh when they hear that. It's number two versus unranked Michigan State. Michigan State's in shambles. Their coach is involved in a lawsuit. Everything's kind of gone against the Spartans. The only reason this is on here, because it's at Michigan State, it's a rivalry game, and Michigan State has won 10 of the last 15 against Michigan, regardless of ranking. Any chance they play spoiler this weekend? I say no.
3: Yeah,
2: no. You throw out the record books, but I still think Michigan's too much of a wagon.
3: Yeah, I think Michigan wins. I actually watched Michigan State play last week because they were playing Rutgers and gave a, a typically difficult Rutgers defense a hard time initially, but, you know, they... Blew a lead to Rutgers, like a twenty-eight to six lead to Rutgers, which is very uncharacteristic for Rutgers to come back from that. So, also
1: Michigan's defense is far superior than
3: Rutgers. That's defense. what I'm saying. So, like, it's, there is there was life? They started a new quarterback last week. It showed
2: life, but like, I yeah, I think this is not I, their year. I think yeah. the Wolverines are on a, I guess, revenge or vengeance tour this year after their exit from the college football playoff last season. I think they want to get to that championship game this year. So.
0: That takes care of the college slate. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening today at Morning Times, Daily Review Football Friday Podcast. You can find us every Friday morning, uploaded to our websites, and on Spotify, Apple, wherever you can get all your podcasts now. Thanks. That's a great job by Logan to get us up and all the previous episodes, I believe, are up now, too, so yep. you can go back and listen to those. We'll move on to the NFL, and the first segment today is going to be the turf versus grass discussion. I will admit right off the bat we don't have a ton of data, but just based on interviews and how relevant it is to some of the injuries that have taken place this season, I think it's worth a discussion. I'm going to read a quick quote to get this started, and then I'll let you guys take it from there. This is from uh, Union President J.C. tredder tredder said, instead of following the long-term data, which is clear on this issue, and listening to players and making the game safer, the NFL used an outlier year to engage in a PR campaign to convince everyone that the problem doesn't actually exist. So my question to you guys is turf versus grass a problem in the NFL this season? I'll open it up to whoever wants to start first.
1: At least at one stadium.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <It> <laughs> Pray seems, tell, which stadium are you
2: talking I about? I think
1: it's in North, North Jersey. <laughs> uh, MetLife <laughs> Stadium, Aaron, starting
2: with Aaron Rodgers. Um, and uh, It goes back before even Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. This, is, this has absolutely, been an ongoing issue at MetLife specifically. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like its own point in the greater discussion, but yeah, it's just, it's been atrocious and people have been talking about it for years at yeah. this point. Yeah. i well, and, and like the sorry. No, the, the,
1: the, the Jets star receiver, Garrett Wilson, after this week, after, uh, he was, you know, after like, the it, Jets went over the Eagles. Yes. The, uh, <laughs> I mean it's his home field and he's you know obviously criticizing him, as he should and I mean that's that should be a wake up call to those who are in charge of the field surface at the NFL.
3: That's kind of what I was going to bring up. I mean we saw Lane Johnson go down on what looked like it's something that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't met life. Yeah. Garrett Wilson was hobbled. Like mm-hmm. seems like they're they're pretty much going to be fine but it the point remains that it keeps racking up all the time, specifically at MetLife. And I'm I am not. I'm actually not against turf. I know players are really big on it has to be grass, it has to be grass. I think there are different ways to make turf, and there are probably safer methods than other methods. So you can have, I still think you can keep turf and bring injuries down.
0: Yeah, and I think I saw a Stanford report from a Stanford orthopedic say that since 2016, a study was done over 4,000 leg and foot injuries, and it's 16% higher on contact injuries on turf and 20% higher non-contact injuries on turf. And I think that's the big one, the non-contact injuries we're seeing throughout this season. It's, I think it's alarming, and I think it's definitely a discussion we should have and that people need to continue to have and continue to research because it seems to be getting worse before it gets better.
3: And I think the NFL's counterpoint is going to be um, not to like dehumanize it a bit, but it's like, like we, like we had talking before we were, before we started, players feel faster. They feel more nimble and it's like, all right, do you want to see more ankle breaking tackles or do you want to see more broken ankles? Yeah. You know what fair. I mean? Like it's it, turf, turf, if it grip lets you grip better, allows for more of those highlight real ESPN top 10 plays. So the NFL doesn't want to give that up as bad as probably as bad as that sounds.
0: Yeah, and some other house-cleaning items. Speaking on injury news, who, did we have anyone go down this week? I know Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. is probably it's, out the rest of the easy. year. They, they, they shut, they shut him down for the rest of, of yeah. the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. shut him down. Okay, um, any other big ones?
1: Well, fortunately, Lane Johnson sounds like it's not going to be as bad as it was Yeah, maybe originally. he misses yeah, the
3: Miami know. game, and
2: that's it. Yeah. Maybe. Justin Fields got hurt Justin Fields, Sunday. Uh, I don't know uh, where dislocated, he's trending.
0: Dislocated thumb on his throwing hand. He's listed as doubtful. Ooh. So,
2: um, in case anyone's been keeping tabs, I, n- I know you haven't, but um, my two fantasy quarterbacks are Justin Fields and Anthony Richardson. Oh so, <laughs> oh, that's tough. I'm up a creek. I won't name which one. I but think I'm the listeners know. <laughs> the other
0: news reported this morning, Johnny?
3: Yep. Yeah. Goodell, Roger Goodell, our beloved NFL commissioner, the best commissioner in all of major league sports, <laughs> has gotten a three-year extension. And I'm wondering what our thoughts are, whether we all think he deserves a three-year extension.
2: My take on commissioners is, in general, is as a fan, you love to hate them. As maybe a player, as somebody involved, you love to hate them. Are we going to, somebody else is going to get that job and we'll all of a sudden just be like, wow, I really like what the new commissioner is doing. The commissioner is kind of in a place where Fans are not meant to like them. They're kind of the the policing, right, or the head sure. of the policing of the league. So
1: they are the representative of the owners. Mm-hmm. So it's and it's not really well. This was- is a
0: personal versus business thing too. I think. I think personally, most people might agree if you polled them that Roger Goodell doesn't deserve an extension. Should be out business wise. I brought this up to you guys before we went on air. He took over in two thousand six. Since then, NFL business has expanded and tripled to over twenty billion a year financially he's done his job was he set up to do his job because the nfl is the nfl no matter who steps in there maybe but regardless when he goes in to discuss his extension he's done his job tripled so business-wise yes personal wise i know there's all kinds of things we can point to and decisions made whether it be domestic violence whether it be
3: suspensions this that and the other but business-wise he has an argument Business-wise, he has an argument. My counter, I guess, would be, and I guess this would be hard to quantify, is that could you argue that the NFL was going to blow up no matter who the commissioner that's, was? That's kind of
2: what I was thinking. Sure. Is, is
3: like, it just trending towards that? What did Cadell do that made it triple its value? Because you that's said what you I'm said two
2: thousand six. Yeah, he's been around him for a minute. So for that a while was now. that was still the the very the Patriots were coming up off what maybe three and four years. Yeah. Manning was really coming into his own. Like the 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 true. Stardom entertainer of the NFL, and not that they didn't have them in in past. I mean, the right. Cowboys come to mind, like in the '90s. But like, I ju- I think the NFL is is a monster in its own right, and maybe he does deserve a little bit of credit for taming the ship, so to speak. Yeah, but and I
0: don't know how much involvement Goodell has in the television deals that's that are, what are it negotiated. Me like, it's Hard to is see is Nege- is Goodell responsible for the NFL red zone? Is Goodell responsible for the negotiations for the Sunday ticket? Mm-hmm. All these things. Contribute to the growth of the league, and if he's involved in those, those are big things that have helped tripled the revenue to twenty billion and made it a, a global phenomenon that it is. A expansion into Europe, other things. So yeah, I don't the, know.
3: The expansion her into Europe is a bit is a big money maker, and again, well, it also comes. There's also the other things that he's involved in. How many rule changes over the last fifteen years have we been a fan of? Yeah. The only like the only I'm not sure was it instant replay before or after Goodell? Did he kind of help? Bring that in. Regardless well,
0: handicapping of defense for ratings,
3: offense sells tickets. Right. So, so you you, I mean, you got that. Um and you have oh, what was the other point I wanted to bring up? The um but like we, like technologically we brought in instant replay, but we're still using chains to measure first downs. So it like I love some. that <laughs> never no. take
2: that away from my football.
3: That's ten <laughs> yards in <laughs> a cloud of dust. <laughs>
2: First down. No, we are that. we we don't need we don't need chain gangs. My anymore no for my that. favorite no part. Way. My favorite part is when it's so close they gotta bring the uh the index card the out. Index card. <laughs> they gotta bring the index card out and they gotta stick the index card to see first and, down. And tilts it are, so we, it even are we
1: diagonally. are we a
0: pro techno- more technology and sports podcast?
2: I think you should have as yes, much accessible, usable technology as there is. Don't take my chains away. I they can't, they
3: can't even get the they can't even call first down right when and that's they why ha- I love when it. they have it. I, how many times have you looked at the TV? The line on the TV is no, not official. The
2: line on the TV is not official.
3: Looking at the sticks, the the point of the ball is on the stick, <clears throat> and they're like, nah, he's short. And you're I, like, what? I bring that up because I'm going to take a real quick pivot. Uh,
0: obviously, baseball is huge right now in mm-hmm. the valley because of the Phillies and their success and how hot that team is right now technology Good. in baseball umpires the strike zone give
1: me the robo you want the robo on I want them no I don't I'm, I'm out on
0: that too I don't I'm know if i that that's the other thing it's I, don't part of baseball. I, want,
3: I don't know if I want robo I don't want I'm, human error in the game I want the things to be called but I want players to get thrown out for cussing out an ump <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the check swing leave the check you saw how Bryce Harper got mad and threw his helmet into the stands a few weeks ago through a See, check that doesn't swing happen. that
3: doesn't happen with Robobomps though he, no but, kid, okay. some kid out there does not I'm get a Bryce for, Harper helmet I'm asking
1: for accurate strike zones that's all I'm asking for <laughs> that's all I'm asking for is accurate strike zones
2: I'm going to go into hiding after I say this because it's not going to be beloved. But I think Angel Hernandez does a good job. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right, I'm yeah, just, kidding. Now, now I'm we know just kidding. now we know Logan's trolling. I'm trolling a little bit. But I do love the human element. I get it. It's it's never going to be foolproof. It's never going to be perfect. But if we just start automating all these aspects of sports, are they even the sports we know them to be anymore? I will that's, say. That's kind of my well, take. Can we
0: at least introduce accountability for the umpire? Yes.
2: Well, Okay. Actually
0: if they have to be held accountable that, and that something happens, that? they're gonna start calling the game better.
2: Well this was this was a take I had back in I believe it was May. It was when the College Lacrosse Final Four and Championship was going on. Duke lacrosse won on a play where they were clearly in the crease when they took the shot, should be a waived off violation. I think officials should have to face the media after games. Yeah. Yeah, they can't even be approached or you're fined. Yeah. So yeah, what's gonna so.
0: stop them from and yeah. so so
2: accountability is is the thing that would improve it you would think right yeah they just issue a press release after the game and they're just like yeah we screwed that, it up or that's the yeah worst. we didn't that's the worst in the nba where the two-minute report will come out and they'll be like yeah we missed four Sorry, calls we what, are, what, what are you gonna do yeah but,
1: but in, ter- in terms of the robo on thing I, mean, I want the robo up. i want that however there is a challenge system and i think the atlantic league and the minors now where like a player can be like no, I want to see if that one was a striker ball, and I you're limited to so many per game. I
3: I, I wish they would at least get to that. See, I don't know if I I, I think I would prefer robo umps over players challenging a call live. The, I okay. don't know if I like that one the, too much.
2: Slows down the game. I think it, and,
1: it's actually it goes by really quick. Does it? it? Yeah. The I thing
2: mean, we lose yeah. is if is if we introduce robo umps, is we won't get moments anymore, like the the Acuna moment from the. Phillies, Braves, where he had the uh, iPad and he's like, look, this isn't a strike. We lose those moments if we 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 get robo Yeah, we lose
3: those moments. We lose Bryce Harper throwing his helmet. We lose (laughs) Kyle Schwarber (laughs) spiking a bat and screaming an angel in her hands. We we love those moments. They're iconic ones, but I get your point. You want it to be correct.
1: Also, the Bryce Harper thing was a check swing, so that (laughs) could still be... But it's also weird weird that every ump has their own strike zone.
0: Yeah, That shouldn't be a thing. Yeah, The strike zone should be the strike zone depending on a bunch of different factors, but the strike zone is the strike zone. Not determined by how the ump's feeling.
1: That I'm day. just so tired of seeing a ball three inches off, off of the, the plate, plate being called a strike. Yeah. It's like, come on! Like, what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> or when the ump can't judge
0: it because it's a check swing and it's a throw to second on a guy stealing and he yeah. doesn't have the time to determine where that mm-hmm. ball yeah. was yeah. framed or whatnot. And you could, who knows? It's a debate for another day. We, d-
2: kind of transitioning
3: because yeah. See, uh we got turned to a baseball podcast there for a second <laughs> the Phillies uh, are hot and this yeah.
2: this area is hot right now I, for the Phillies. i want to talk about officiating back pivot back to the nfl yeah the and and kirk i'm actually curious to hear your take on this the bills giants game sunday night mm. very good game down yep. to the fine literally down to the final play here is my take um whether you like to pass an interference call or not to give them an untimed down okay. they, they called it right as the giants as day ball as the GM, as the assistant coach, as Tyrod Taylor, as Darren Waller, you have to understand that you got that call to get an untimed down to extend the game to the one-yard line for one more play. You're not going to get that call again, even if it happens. You're not going to get that call two plays in a row, the, the pass interference. That that was kind of my take on it.
0: Yeah, and if, if the situation was reversed and the other team was on offense, I'm a big believer in I don't want ticky-tack calls being Made in that situation, regardless. I don't like ticky tack calls being made in plays to the end zone on game. It's just you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't. You got to let them play football, though. And in that situation, I actually thought the pass interference that wasn't called was more pass interference than the play that was called. So yeah, yeah the, the one that,
2: that was called was a great acting job by yes. Waller to get the to draw the flag. But exactly, they go back to pretty much the same kind of look, and then. But it's a bang bang play. Yes, it's exactly. A, it's, it's a
0: jump ball on fourth and one with no time. I'm okay with the no call, and I would have been okay with the no call if it was the Bills on offense. You got to let these things play
2: out, unless it's just incredibly egregious, which that wasn't.
0: Again, it was yeah, a jump ball, exactly. it's a bang bang
2: play, that, and that was just my takeaway: was that unless they like literally took someone's head off without, yeah, any, that, like you were not going to get a second pass interference Game Deciding in a plays round.
0: with no time on the clock. Sometimes so, it's just gotta play out.
1: You
3: avoid all that by handing the ball off to say
0: to Saquon Barkley.
3: So. Uh, yeah, yeah. Pete Carroll was on that sideline for a second, <laughs> not handing it to Marshawn Lynch again. But I, I honestly agree with the play call. To be fair, I would just yeah. want, want to rag the Giants. It, it, it was, a good, it was a good play
2: call, call, and it was a good play by the Bills defender to mm-hmm. who was it, Teron Johnson? Yeah. I think he he got away with a little bit of a tug, but he also made a, a decent play on the the offensive player in Darren, Darren Waller. So.
0: Bang, bang, plays, jump balls with the game on the line and no time on the clock. Let it play out unless it's Were you nervous? Horrendous. Were you oh, nervous? Yeah. Well, the Bills played terrible. Mm-hmm. And the game was sloppy. It was gloomy. It was rainy. It was just one of those games that you got to win ugly. Sometimes you got to win games ugly in an NFL season. And the Bills got oh. out of there with a W and I'm on to the Patriots.
3: Yeah. So I kind of had similar, a very ugly win over in over in L.A. where we played, mm-hmm. for, where the Cowboys played the Chargers. I
1: wish were wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, water,
3: water. everybody's got to take. Everybody's got to fall down eventually.
2: Yeah, my team had the the, the Baltimore Ravens. They had the, the best win, the best win of the
3: weekend out of the four of us here.
2: Yes. Um, also,
3: yeah, that's actually a solid point. So, so for the last since we start, started. The NFL season, David has slowly Far watched away. us all yeah. cr- crumble one after another, and he's standing tall week, week after week, very tall, mind you. So,
2: <laughs> I'm still standing <laughs> tall, mind you. I'm six foot five. David. No, they're, they're frauds. You're six now, foot now, five? Now, yes. I don't think we're going to get a tape measure. I'm
1: six four, Okay, officially, six four and three quarters. <laughs> so like ah! It comes out. Okay, but
3: I'll take that quarter of an
1: inch and lie about it, okay?
3: <laughs> and now we come in here today, and David is the only one holding the, with the L shirt on. It's your chance to rant. So, go for it.
1: Just They 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 weren't a complete team even through the 5 0 start. You could tell there was issues there with the play calling and stuff like that. And it caught up to them in like the worst way possible. I just it, I I don't really understand how you have DeAndre Swift on that team and you you have like 20 t- combined team runs to 45 passes. Like you had Jalen Hurts scrambling all over the place in that second half. And it's, and I mean that that doesn't that does not excuse his last pick. That was one of the worst throws of his career.
3: That cost him the game. But I have way more
1: faith in Hurts bouncing back than the
3: overall play calling of it. Was it more play calling or a good Jets defense? That's well, that's well, where yes. I kind of wanted to turn. Is I the Jets that.
2: defense that's, is frisky is not even the right word because they're better than frisky. They're, 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 they're They play with attitude out there, and you don't see that from every their, defense. Their
1: rush defense is weaker and they're past the
2: well, Also, to be fair, I'm pretty sure, actually, this doesn't actually bode well for you at all, but I'm pretty sure Sauce, Gardner, and their number uh, two their corner, corner was out. Was out. out. Yeah, yeah. Way, right. pass so pass that's Probably why they were
3: so pass-heavy.
1: I guess so, but I just... I'm glad we went here, work. though, not because not my
0: yet. final, before we get everyone out of here with the Hell you United know Divisions, my final quick group discussion was the Jets have now beat the Bills, took the Chiefs to the brink, and beat the Eagles. They're a good team. All yeah. without Aaron Rodgers.
1: They, they've given teams fit. So, like, it's not surprising if the Eagles had a tough time, but it was just a very uh, tough way to lose that one.
3: That yeah. translates to Dak Prescott as the best quarterback in the league.
1: <laughs> one plus three is five.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to add that math up in my head. Where, do the, where are the Jets going? Where are they trending? Playoffs. You think so? You think so? not, not winning the division. Logan Super
3: Bowl's prediction is not. It's not dead. dead. Rodgers <laughs>
0: says he's ahead of schedule on rehab. I don't Rogers know about all that. Trying. I don't know if he's going to play
2: this year, but that. Guys, but he, that's can,
0: a, he can throw with a hurt with a hurt lower
2: leg. <laughs> he's getting paid a million dollars a year or something like that by by he McAfee. Can, he can
0: somehow use his arm with a hurt lower leg. That's weird. <laughs> been,
2: that's just that is it is crazy to think about how many pieces this team has in place, and that if Aaron Rodgers didn't go down seventy five yeah. seconds into the start of the season, they could be in the the same. Conference conversation is the Eagles is the 49ers I also think a guy to shout
0: out on that Jets team on the offensive side of the ball Brees Hall's pretty good mm-hmm. Brees Hall's Absolutely. very good Brees Hall's solid okay so that takes us in how well you know your division Logan finally got on the board with a winning week
2: he improves to 6 and 11 yeah the only saving grace for me was uh because the 49ers were the only thing that kept me from a 3 and a week. I, I'm pretty sure I stood on the table in here last week and said, there's no way the 49ers <laughs> lose this football game. Then they did. But luckily, the Eagles-Jets was literally the, the next window of games. So I knew you guys weren't going undefeated this week either. Tem- Bounce back. Temple's own
1: quarterback. My Temple quarterback of my time at Temple beating the 49ers was a very, very fun thing. It was ruined by the PJ Eagles Walker, an hour later. PJ. But yeah, go P.J. Walker.
0: <laughs> Johnny improves to 13-9. and nine. I improved to 16 and four and David's still at the top 17 and five. So I will let David start off. He's got commanders at giants and he's got dolphins at Eagles.
1: Well, I said last week, I have no idea what the commanders are. And so I picked the Falcons in that. So go figure that the commanders win. I also trust the commanders more than the giants. I'm picking the commanders in that game. Okay. Eagles, dolphins. I, here we go. Yeah, Drum roll. This is the first time I'm picking against the Eagles. I I think. What did he say? <laughs> Let's see if I. What did he say? Yeah. I. I I don't not have faith for the Eagles to be be a team that can bounce back at home in a big game like this. However, I think while they kind of they got exposed last week in terms of the play calling, I I would like to think they can fix that within a week. But I also think a week is a really short amount of time to figure stuff out. I I see a slip up here. I'm picking oh. Dolphins on that one.
2: All right, Johnny, keep us in the NFC East. Johnny, I don't want to cut you off, but one note on this Dolphins-Eagles game, it is the perfect primetime game. I don't know that we've had many perfect primetime games great so far. It season. is
1: basically a toss-up. Great point. Also,
2: yeah, a, point a great uniform matchup. Eagles going with the Kelly Green, yeah. and then the Dolphins just have very good uniforms. I, I, am I one of hate
3: the, that I like those
2: Kelly Green.
1: I games. am one of the rare Eagles fans who I've never understood the hype of the Kelly Green. I have. Always that is the of hottest oh, I take you I, I don't like Kelly. That, I don't Agree. I'm just gonna say, I'm. Are one, you
3: even an Eagles fan? <laughs> yes.
1: I'm a fan of the Midnight Green Eagles that have had way more success with the Midnight than the Kelly Green. So Randall Cunningham, that Kelly Green. I think, uh, to be Ooh. fair, to be it's fair, iconic. fresh. To be fair, there is it's it now belongs to my sister, but I had a Randall Cunningham Gre- Kelly Green jersey, but I just I, I just don't get the hype. <laughs> so man, you hate to see
3: it. But it's but your that, turn. That's I hate yeah. to see an Eagles fan fall off so hard. Any hype around
0: <laughs> Sam Howell and the Commanders?
3: Oh, uh, is Daniel Jones back this week? Do we know that yet? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like he probably would be. I'm not sure if it makes much of a difference. Give me uh, Commanders in that one. Sam um, House has been sacked thirty four times. He has, been sa- and yeah, they gave and that defensive line gave Josh Allen fits the other night too. So thirty four <sighs> times. That's that's tough. Sec-
0: second is twenty four for a
3: reference. <laughs> that's Justin Fields, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not even close. Um, ouch, that hurts. It. I st- I still think I think Commanders pull it out. And yeah, until the Eagles get kind of like get get the rhythm going offensively, I just have trouble seeing them keep up with the Dolphins. I'm I'm taking the Dolphins there.
1: Hopefully, when Julio Jones is ready for the Eagles, he can actually <laughs> solve the red zone stuff.
0: I'll keep it in the East this time. On the AFC side, the Bills will beat the Patriots by forty. And <laughs> he just yeah. tried to just ho ha He done. just tried to sneak <laughs> that one through there. Forty nine six okay wow <laughs> and i'll go eagles at home Ooh. i think they bounce back i think like the bills dolphins game this might be a prove it game for philadelphia hey don't forget we went to the Super Bowl last year one bad loss to the jets doesn't define us Hertz bounces back shows he's a top five quarterback in the nfl give me the eagles and then Logan, take us to the AFC North. Logan, I will. I'm,
3: Logan has a big chance to catch up this week because we're all only picking two, and he's got. It's three, finally yeah. flipped because I had a lot, coming, of, it, I had lot of I had a lot of two up. pick weeks. Um it's
2: out a little before I before I do my division. I did want to ask, him, and, and we're going to get you guys out of here. I promise. But uh, what are our expectations for Julio Jones as a Philadelphia Eagle? Are there any
1: to be a solid wide receiver three okay. if, yeah, he, at, at best? Mm-hmm. At best.
3: best, case wide receiver three slash red zone threat.
1: Well, yeah. when when I saw that news that they signed him yesterday, I was like. Okay. I like I honestly didn't even know he was a free agent to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Like he's he hasn't been a factor for a while. So like I get that he's not gonna be like a game changer, but he could he's might, might possibly be a upgrade over the Quez Walk into the
2: world. Okay. I, w- I was watching uh the Patriots twenty eight to three comeback highlights last night for don't ask me why. But <laughs> uh that Julio Jones catch where he like reaches out and grabs it and then just yeah. toe taps both feet, one of the best catches. One of, of the all best insignificant catches. And then of all Edelman time. Edelman just Undid it with the catch in between three guys. My division. (laughs) (laughs) Bigger (laughs) addition to the locker room than on the field. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. We'll start uh, Steelers at Rams. Steelers' defense is good. I don't think their offense is great. Uh, Beat the Ravens a couple of weeks ago. They were off last week. Um, Cross-country trip. Give me the Rams. Start Trubisky.
3: Yeah. Start Trubisky? (laughs) Start Trubisky.
2: I think it'll be... A decently close game. I don't think the Steelers find themselves on the wrong side of a lot of blowouts, So, but I'd give me the Rams at home. Browns at Colts. Richardson, like we talked about, shut down for the year. The Browns defense has the potential to be the best unit in the league this year, if not, definitely a top three. Give me the Browns on the road in Indy. And then Lions at Ravens, a game that I think, if, if Eagles-Dolphins wasn't on the docket, I think Lions-Ravens like would be the game, of the a good week. game yeah. It's going to be... A great one o'clock slot, and then, like I said, you can watch the Eagles, Dolphins that night. Give me the Ravens are home favorites because they're home. They're four and two, five and one Lions. Lions hottest team in football to start the year. Give me the Ravens in a close one. Ooh, oh, close can. one. Justin like Tucker it. puts I, it away. I, Something like he's had another another sixty five hundred against the Lions. <laughs> no, he only does that in the dome. In the dome, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 he has he has two two appearances against the Lions in his career where he's kind of put them away. In his own, his own way, shape, or form. So, but give me the Ravens in a close one.
0: I think Browns-Colts is probably the lowest scoring game of the weekend. Mm-hmm.
2: Browns, stingy on D.
0: Don't know if Deshaun Watson's playing in the Colts, well, obviously without Richardson. Jonathan Taylor back. A lot of running, a lot of clock. Low scoring game. This game might
3: want that old. If you love old school, smash mouth, line them up and just smash them together. Football. That's that's your game. game. Ugly one. This game might be over by three thirty if it's a one o'clock start.
0: (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening. That's it for this week. Get out and support your local community, your local athletes. Support us. Please subscribe. Pick up both the Friday preview today on stands. Get your Saturday edition for all the game stories from this weekend, and we'll get you back here next Friday.